Welcome to Right to Life of Michigan's Life Beat. I am your host today, Chris Gast. Joining us is Anna Visser and Grace Hemmeke. Ladies, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Grace. Happy Friday, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's in the Friday it's almost, mood. Also, it's almost Chris's birthday. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Did my birthday, you gave, we, for my birthday, the gift is a podcast feature. Yes. And today the feature is going to be about the assault on pro-life pregnancy centers. And we don't say assault to be hyperbolic. It, it really is on a lot of different levels from... Uh, not just, you know, legal issues, but investigations, you know, stopping from them from doing their work, keeping their funding away from them, even to the point of violence and intimidation. So we're going to cover all of that today. Uh, let's start with the most recent information and the most pertinent uh, as far as the assault on pregnancy centers, and that is a little organization out there, not even an organization called Jane's Revenge. They're what is Jane's Revenge? Domestic uh, terrorist? terrorist group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so um, it, it hasn't gotten a lot of attention, and I know the House of Representatives considered a resolution condemning uh, a large amount of attacks against pregnancy centers and seemingly Catholic churches. Because, of mm -hmm. course, the Catholic Church is so closely associated with the pro-life movement, even though the Catholics in this room are outnumbered by the Protestants. Ha, ha, ha. Hmm. Um, it's... Uh, There's like one and a half Catholics in here, so it's even. <laughs> okay. It's, that's very true. There you go. <laughs> um, so, and the House of Representatives considered this resolution condemning these attacks, and uh, the House didn't vote for it. Nancy Pelosi says, go ahead, open season on pregnancy centers. So let's talk about, you know, what have pregnancy centers had to go through lately? Well, I mean, we can start by Jane's Revenge. Um, they promised to have a summer of rage after Roe v. Wade was overturned. They started early, right? After the leak is kind of when they surfaced. They did. Yeah, so there's not really a whole lot of information about how this little group works. I think it's more just someone's running their social media accounts, puts out a thing. There's no, like, organized, here's the leaders in each city. It's more just, like, if you agree with us and are upset about the overturning of Roe, go do whatever whatever damage you want to do. Go commit your, violence. And the thing about it is they haven't hurt anyone, but they have vandalized, seven, like I think, over 60 pregnancy resource centers across the U.S. And um, they usually spray paint, if abortion isn't safe, you aren't either. Um, they'll spray paint, Jane's Revenge was here. They'll do some political things like vote blue, um, smash windows, just, you know, vandalize the property. I don't think they've hurt anyone, but they have yeah. done some firebombings um, while the offices were closed at night. So I don't know how many firebombings there's I know the, the there's a pregnancy center in Buffalo that they threw Molotov cocktails into. Yep. Um, and that center was then put, taken out of action, but now they're back. They're working again. Um, there was, was it Wisconsin? There was a Catholic church that was shot up. 
Oh, I haven't heard about that one. Yeah, the guy uh, shot some through the windows of a oh. Catholic church. Oh, you didn't hear about that in the news, Anna. Wow, that just <laughs> Shocking. shocks me so much. I just don't believe Shocking. it. Um, in Michigan, we haven't seen a ton. There's been some church vandalisms. Um, More like church disruption. Disruptions. Uh, I can't some say it. Disruptions. disruptions. Uh, Jackson, they attacked uh, one of our affiliates' offices, Jackson County Right to Life. But they first. And the Lennon Center. Was, and the Lennon Center. Yeah, at first they got the wrong. They got someone's house, and they vandalized the person's house. Mm-hmm. And then when they were vandalizing Jackson Right to Life's office, they didn't realize they were also vandalizing their next-door neighbor, which was Congressman Tim Wahlberg's office. So, yeah, yeah uh, attacking a United States congressman's office... Not a good idea. ...is not the most intelligent way to go about no. things. However... Who has been held accountable so far? Who has the FBI tracked down yet? Nobody. Nobody? Maybe the evidence was in President Trump's uh, bathroom. <laughs> they, did they find anything at Mar-a-Lago, the FBI, about the, no? Okay, I think so, so. So pieces of paper, you know, very important. Fire bombings, shooting up churches. Nah. Eh. It's just seems those pro-lifers. Like, it seems like a They're next week human. problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, they. I don't think any action has been taken. I I'm sure they're investigating it, but I don't think. I hope they're investigating it. Let's just be honest. For a variety <laughs> of reasons, and not all of them political and related to the election stuff. Um, you know, my confidence level in the FBI is. Probably diehard level, you know. Um, <laughs> no spoilers there. Uh, anything else we want to talk about? About I will say that the number of attacks has gone down significantly. So yes. I wouldn't call it the summer of rage. I call it I know, the summer of upset. Yeah. Summer of perturbed. Which is interesting. Summer because of slightly annoyed. Nah, like. None of them have gotten in trouble, so it's like, why all of a sudden? I mean, obviously, I want them to stop, but mm-hmm. it's just strange that they plan this whole summer of rage, well, and then Rovers Wade's out of the news cycle. Our news cycle, that's, and that's it, it wasn't that outrageous, really. You know, it's like people realized it was actually fine. Yeah, yeah, like I have to pinch myself sometimes. Like, hey, wait, we overturned. Roe versus Wade, like that happened. Yeah. That all those pro-lifers thought would never happen. Oh yeah, it happened. And we're just, life goes on. Anyway. Anyway, uh, moving on to the next topic. So the argument uh, against pro-lifers these days is so often that um, you're just a bunch of uh, angry old white men sitting around a table. You want women to be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. You don't really care about them. You won't do anything. You won't lift a finger to help women or their children after birth. Well, uh, when we do lift a finger to do just that <laughs> with taxpayer funding, which is generally their argument is not necessarily because, you know, pro-lifers, we obviously we operate these pregnancy centers. What they're saying is you're not supporting these economic policies to do that. So when we actually do and propose legislation that says, hey, let's have the government actually help support pregnant women and children in these situations, the answer is yes from the other side, right? 
right? No. No, not exactly. No. Okay. Not exactly. Okay. Well, that figures. Um, no. It's it's a hard no. A hard no. Uh, in Michigan, it's a hell no because <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer, who says hell yes to every abortion imaginable, uh, her words, fighting like hell, that, those are her words, not mine. Um, we, for the third year now, put something in our state budget Mm-hmm. about helping uh, adoption, pregnancy center. We've tried different proposals. I think this year we like include housing. Housing. You know, every angle you can imagine, let's find some angle that Gretchen Whitmer might actually support. And she says no. She uses her line item veto, and her argument is if it doesn't promote abortion, it's not helping women, basically. We're not going to let the pro-lifers help women. Yes, which we should talk about what they did Oh, wait, no, we're, we're going to get to that, right? The California thing that happened where they said you basically have to advertise for abortions. Yes, we'll get to that. Okay, because that reminds me of that, where she, if you're not in some way advertising for abortions through pregnancy resource centers, she doesn't want to put funds towards it. So, which is, it's like, if you're going to reject funding for pregnant woman to get housing like I, I don't understand how that is connected to being pro-life like what if this woman was never even considering abortion wasn't that wasn't a thing on her mind and she just she literally just needed housing but also happened to be pregnant <laughs> I don't get the correlation, I guess, is what I'm trying oh, to say. Oh, the situation would be different if every pregnancy resource center in California would donate equally or more money to political candidates as what Planned Parenthood does. Right. Then they'd be considered players. But nonprofits don't often hmm. have that benefit. Isn't Planned Parenthood a, a nonprofit? A very profitable nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> Million anyway. dollar nonprofit. She needs us to be the bad guy. Yeah. The second a person realizes that us pro-lifers are not some sort of weird comical villains, I mean, you know, and it just seems a little elitist that she's like, well, if you're poor, then you obviously have to go get an abortion, and if I have to pay funding, get funding for a house, then you definitely shouldn't have a baby because if you can't pay for a house and you definitely can't pay for a baby so just go get an abortion that's it yeah it's and basically what she's saying it's not just her we see this elsewhere we see this right up to the presidency so uh texas of all places tries to expand their uh medicaid program for a few additional months uh for postpartum women Mm-hmm. Let's help women's ba- babies after they're born, literally, with Medicaid, with taxpayer dollars through a government program, Texas. Oh, but it didn't It didn't provide that for abortions. And so they asked a waiver to do that, and the Biden administration is, is in the process of saying no, because you aren't also going to give that money to women who have abortions. Now, right. Anna, Grace... <laughs> Do women after birth have expenses related to raising a human being? I would think so, yes. Formula? um, Yeah. 
they have well, not well even child that. They build, have, they have well child visits. They have they have all their medical stuff. They have their doctor's visits. Right. They have their checkups. Whatever you know, if they need their baby needs something. Right. Exactly. Now, uh, I'm told abortions are perfectly safe, and no woman has ever been harmed by an abortion that's safer than childbirth. You don't need any help medically after why an abortion. Why would she need a medical so, treatment after it? So why, and you don't have a, ch- a child to take care of or take to well child vil- visits and all right. this stuff. Uh, so what do you need the extra Medicaid money for for women who have abortions? That's a good question. Yeah, the logic is stunning. That would probably just go right back to benefit Planned Parenthood, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Um, yeah, but that is their side in a nutshell. How dare you not take care of women? And if you actually do, we're not going to let you anyway because that would be wrong mm-hmm. somehow. Because you're not also promoting that would, abortion. That would make us feel bad. Yeah, I mean, about abortion. That's really what it is. is the only choice worth promoting is abortion, and... It's not a choice, though. It's the only option. Yeah, in their mind, it is mm-hmm. the only legitimate option. Because if there was more than one option, their whole argument of we need abortion would not work anymore. Right, right. you can see that through their outrage of any kind of compromise. Like right. an abortion ban at... 14 weeks it's not presented as women still have options up to a time it's presented as this is a ban this is bad this is limiting your freedom they just don't want to feel any guilt of any reason they could have an abortion or at any time or anywhere they don't want any sort of guilt put on them so saying that you know you do have options at pregnancy resource centers and we're going to help you if you want it looks bad yeah but you can't subsidize guilt you can however subsidize uh fbi agents running investigations and while we haven't seen any federal investigations of pregnancy centers necessarily um many abortion supporting officials uh state local level we've seen this in cities uh, and state levels and even some federal officials they always call uh, pro-life pregnancy centers fake clinics. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, the diapers they hand out are fake, and the clothes—it's imaginary <laughs> diapers, imaginary clothing, imaginary formulas, imaginary they parenting classes. They call them dangerous. Classes. Dangerous. Dangerous. You know, Which, what okay. if they? What if they have that? What if they also give? You know, if they hand out Legos and the parents step on a Lego and they die, you know, and if they hand out. <laughs> There's like in the playroom with the kids when the when the moms are in the meetings getting the parenting classes, you know, dangerous places. What all if the jokes, formula All jokes aside, I was trying to put myself in their shoes and be like, why would they call these centers dangerous? What what is the reasoning? Why are they fake? And the only thing I could come up with is they maybe they are afraid that these centers aren't allowing women to get abortions when they medically, in quotations, this is in quotations, medically need one. That's the only way. And they're saying it's dangerous because you're not providing all the medical information that you could be providing them. What if they're having an ectopic pregnancy or miscarriage or something and they're saying you're not giving them the option of having an abortion, which you don't need an abortion for either of those things, but whatever. 
that's the only logical answer, and it's not that logical anyway, that I could come up with. Well, I can see two other ones also, I think. So one is that the big criticism I've seen is these places aren't staffed with medical professionals. But they are. They typically have nurses at them. And doctors. They typically have a nurse or doctor who is always on call mm-hmm. uh, for operating, at least for operating ultrasound machines, you know. They yeah. Have, yeah. So that's not really true either. Not sure where they're getting that. And I don't really think you need a nurse to hand out baby clothes, but whatever. Right. Hey, what is the abortion industry's position on informed consent and giving women accurate medical information? Do they believe that no. A, women should be given any information about <laughs> their abortions, no. or B, just come on back and let's get this done? No, and get because you out. Uh, Michigan's trying to have voluntary consent, not even informed consent. Yeah. We're trying to make it in this constitutional amendment in November to just have voluntary consent. So they don't have to be informed to give consent, they just have to say, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Well, if you have informed consent, you can feel guilty about this. This is true, yes. Yes. Or you can decide against it. Mm-hmm. And then that's not money your clinic generates. Nope. Um, so they call these places fake clinics, and they call for investigations. Have we discovered a class of victims of pregnancy centers? Like... Did they not? Did they think that the style of the clothing they received for free wasn't, you know, wasn't I, good enough? The, the the they didn't like the message on the onesies, is, you know. If you do look on some pregnancy resource centers reviews, like Google reviews, there are some women who were trying to find an abortion clinic, and they'll and they'll write a review that says, "Oh, this place tricked me. I thought it was an abortion facility, and then I got in there, and they started showing me a video about." baby's fetal development and I figured out I shouldn't be there so I think that's that's what they mean by fake clinics and their their victims are okay women that feel tricked even even though the centers when you ask them they say no we don't perform abortions right that's just part of being a good patient and finding a medical provider like call and ask do you perform the one thing i want you to do right no so they uh, okay so we need a massive investigation of um people not asking a (laughs) clinic what it does Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Or checking out um, their website or anything. Yep. Let's go. Sure, sure. Yep. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I also, this reminds me, I saw someone point out this thing on Twitter where they said, I think there's the confusion with abortion clinics and pregnancy resource centers, and people think that they're fake clinics because abortion facilities do such a good job of picking names that sound like... It's about family and your kids and they're like... Planned Parenthood. I want to plan out Parenthood. I'm going to go to Planned Parenthood. They're going to teach me parenting skills. They pick out names that you would think is... Could be pro-life, could be, Mm -hmm. you know... And then obviously pregnancy resource centers are going to have names like that because that's actually what they're doing and they're not lying to people and just saying like, oh... 
plan out your family, but really you just don't have a family. Um, so I think that's kind of where the the confusion is. Of yeah, I'm thinking of fate. yeah the names of abortion facilities like Woman Care and mm-hmm. yeah or the fam- Northland Family, family planning. planning. Yeah, yeah. When they, I think they, of family they, they planning, they never usually say abortion. Right, abortions are us. When know. I think of family planning, abortion I think of like of... oh materials for my family or like getting parenting classes or what I don't think of. Yeah, abortion. but the world's not family-centered. It's all no. me-centered. Maybe we should investigate the abortion centers, not, you know, for rusty surgical equipment, which they use sometimes, but or lack of training, or, you know, um, dirty facilities, or all these or other exposing, problems. Exposing yeah, people's medical be, information. Because their, their marketing <laughs> is deceptive. It is, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Um, and uh, we would be remiss if we didn't mention everyone's favorite senator, Elizabeth Warren <laughs> of Massachusetts, calling for a crackdown on pregnancy Shut centers. Down. Shut them down. Crackdown. Um, in the midst of all the violence, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what does crackdown mean? Crack some skulls. I mean, crack some. Has she stated what crackdown means? Does she know what she wants to see happening? Uh, but she just was in a no, but she angry rage, and she just yeah. hates pregnancy centers. So. All right, but they want them shut down. If if the other side, she wants all of them in the U.S. had their way, down. it would be illegal to even talk about abortion without promoting it. Let alone help women. Any center that you operate that doesn't actually promote abortion and help women find abortions would be illegal if the leaders of the other side had their ideal world put in place. That's a slippery slope. Then you could say, oh, doctors that don't promote abortions or pediatricians or health departments, like schools, schools, like literally anywhere. They even want to almost make it mandatory for doctors to have abortion training. Um, but speaking of if the other side had their way, place like California, they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of years ago, California passed a law saying that uh, to attack these quote-unquote fake clinics, saying, you know, if you want to advertise your services, then you have to put disclaimers in your advertising. And the the way that they worded, worded the law, essentially any pro-life pregnancy center's advertisement had to become a, the disclaimer was bigger than the actual text of the ad. So like it would become de facto an ad for abortion and then the pregnancy center stuff would be the actual disclaimer. Right. But it was sold as, you know, truth in advertising. and. This went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court in a case called uh, NIFLA versus Becerra. Becerra obviously is now our Department of Health and Human Services secretary. He was the attorney general of the state of California. And Prankley Centers were suing him, and they won at the Supreme Court. But, uh, you know, I listened to those oral arguments. It was just terrible. I remember, you know, uh, Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan, like, pointedly questioning California and like how can you do this and showing a lot of skepticism that 
you know, a state can basically destroy the First Amendment and require people to convert an advertisement into making an ideological or political point for their opponents. And but when push came to shove at the end of the day and the decisions were out, Elena Kagan still voted to basically rescind the First Amendment for pregnancy centers. Because again, pro-lifers can't be allowed to help women or children after they're born unless they basically work for Planned Parenthood. Right. Yeah. Um, you put all these things together and I mean, that's where we are. So it should not surprise us to go back to the beginning when they tell people that these pregnancy centers are so bad, we have to, uh, abrogate the bill of rights. Uh, they're fake. They have to be investigated. They can't be funded. We have to redirect any funding they do get to Planned Parenthood. They're dangerous. Um, you put all that together, um, you know, and if you kind of think violence is a legitimate form of political advocacy, you know, why not firebomb a pregnancy center? Why yeah. not shoot up a, a you know, a church? Mm -hmm. Why not? Hopefully it never gets to the point, you know, hurt a person, one of these evil people working in these pregnancy centers. Why yeah. not do it? They're going to crack down, really crack down, you know? I like to think people have maybe a little common sense. Well, people do, thankfully. It, these attacks, have, again, have slowed down, and I doubt it was a very large amount of people doing it. However, um, in our social media age, you have to be careful what you say and mm -hmm. how other people take it, and people take it too far. So um, would you two predict that now that people can vote on it and whatnot that we're going to see more attacks against pregnancy centers or I think fewer? it depends on how that November vote goes. I think if we are able to get our abortion law, the 1931 abortion law back into place, unfortunately it could it could make a lot of people mad and I think Michigan, you know, we saw a couple of attacks but mm -hmm. not as many as Texas or other states that do have abortion bans right now in place, I feel like the people there were much more upset. And here everyone was more like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine for now. Like, we still have abortion. We don't need to, we don't need to riot or get upset yet because um, we still have it. And other states, you know, didn't have it anymore, so people were upset. So I think it depends on how the November go the November vote goes. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Anytime a side makes some advances, the opposing side is just going to push back harder. And as we've seen from the attacks by Jane's Revenge, this opposing side doesn't really have a lot of lines that they refuse to cross. Right. So I would I would predict some more. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the makeup of Grand Rapids. I could I, I don't know. Or our big cities. You're from Grand Rapids. Do we do we think there's a lot of people that would be upset about it in Grand Rapids to the point where they would riot though? Well, there have been Antifa people um and Grand Rapids did have their downtown get, you know, destroyed. It wasn't for any 
thing technically related to our issue, right. but there are people here willing Saying, to are there people engage here capable, in violence. Certainly. Right. I think any place where you have a couple hundred thousand people. Um, Detroit, Kalamazoo. You know, and, and, and that's the bottom line for me. And, and kind of the scary thing is, you know, there's 330 million people in America. There's 10 million people in Michigan. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one in a million to be crazy, crazy way out there. And that means there's 10 of those people in Michigan at any one time who are one in a million nuts. So I think sometimes it's a miracle that society soldiers on as it does. Continues so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm thinking maybe after this whole Roe versus Wade thing is done that you will see some dying down of it. But time will tell. And suddenly we see abortion is always wrapped up in all these other issues. So Right. But the bottom line is pregnancy centers are great places. They help women. They help children. They would do it if they didn't get any funding. They'll keep doing it no matter how many times they're attacked or mm-hmm. hated or whatnot because it's the right thing to do. Uh, but please don't attack these people. Yes. That should be a simple uh, ask for the American public. Yes. All right. That's all the time we have for today's feature. Please join us again next week and have a wonderful weekend.